Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, so, um, what, what happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back. This was Spider-Man on PS4, the only podcast that talks about Spider-Man on PS4 for hours and hours on end. Um, if you've tuned in to listen to a, uh, a movie review podcast, you uh, you should go find another one uh, because, yeah, we're, tough because we've given up. We're done. Yeah, we're going to go through every episode of the J. Jonah Jameson podcast uh, from the Spider-Man game because it rules. Yes, it does. It is so good. Um, and then I love I love how they made him Alex Jones. It's such a great idea. Uh, it, more importantly, I think we have to review uh, each and every one of the in-game tweets. Uh, that, oh, those that are great, Scroll too. through the game yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, no, this was, this was Rad Podcast. I am Paul. I am. My secret identity is Greg Moberg. We'll just stick with that. Okay. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> no, uh, for my anniversary, my, uh, my lovely wife, uh, picked up a PS4 and Spider-Man for me because I've been complaining about it for so long to get it. Uh, and that's been most of my, uh, my life other than watching Friday the 13th part four. Which kicks off Horror Month. It's Horror Month, and of course, that means another Friday the 13th and another Nightmare on Elm Street. But Paul and I have agreed uh, this is the last year we're going to do this because we both agree. Both of those franchises get really weird with five and on. It, it'll uh, be... Uh, I will be very interested to see what uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 looks like because... Four of Jason kind of like is so cookie cutter. They've only got one shape and that's it. And that's what they use for the rest of the series. This, this is the template. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they couldn't make a long enough script. So they decided to just show you all the coolest parts of the first three films. (laughs) Right at the beginning of the movie, they were like, Hey, do you remember all these cool deaths? So this this should eat up eight minutes. So, we talk, I actually re-listened to Jason 3, uh, Friday 30, just to see what we talked about uh, then, and because and, there's some comparisons. better at this than I am. <laughs> I wanted to listen to all three of them and remember what we said, if they were rad or not. 
Uh, you thought three was not rad. I thought it was rad. And, and I bet you, I bet you, I thought one and two were rad and three wasn't. Uh, yes. One, we a hundred percent hands down is a rad film. And I think um, two becomes rad just on the fact that that guy in the wheelchair goes down those steps. The rest of that movie could have been like one of those one of those movies where they just film someone sleeping for eight hours, and I probably still would have said rad. No, you know what? I think uh, um, from what I remember, that one is the only one I haven't re-listened to in a while. Um, but I do remember you were, you know, this the plot of continuing Jason, kind of how he comes back, and he was this hiding in the woods kind of thing, was all kind of clever and interesting. Um, and then two, you kind of... And, and rightfully so. There is a lot of cookie cutter things. I liked it because I thought, again, it, it's adding to the mythos. And I thought some of the characters, which I will bring up again, um, so you can hate me more for bringing up his name, but I will do it. So, but we talked about in part three how they did a almost review and start right from where episode two left off. And four does it again. I mean, I know we haven't gotten to the movie yet, but it does it again. And it's just like, wow, I did not expect that. Yep. So what uh, what did you remember going into this movie, Paul? Um, I think that this was five, uh, where it opens up with the, uh, the halfway house. The halfway house. <laughs> which is not in this movie, which is just goes to show how much these movies blend together. Because as much as we thought two was three, I thought three was four and that um cory feldman was one of the kids at the halfway house right he's not you're not you're not <laughs> wrong because tommy jarvis is one of the kids in the halfway house oh he is cory cory feldman is not <laughs> great right uh no i or I, or if uh i'll I, I normally save these for the end if you want to uh, we'll front load this one uh or you can believe what I believe, which is that Tommy Jarvis grew up, changed his last name to Frog, and decided to hunt vampires in Santa Carla. Fair enough. I like that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, once you start killing, you ain't going to stop killing. No, no. But you can kill all the vampires you want. No. Um. To be I'm perfectly honest, Greg, this is one of the few movies, because again, I didn't like horror movies. They were always too scary for young little Paul, innocent Paul. Uh, this was one of them I don't think I've ever... I probably have seen six, the first 20 minutes with the halfway house. Seven, I can't tell you anything that happens. And then eight goes to Manhattan. Um, seven? Is seven the one with the girl who has, like, psychic powers? I think... I think I think it is. I think it is. I get five and six to me are, like... I Five, I remember, is weird because it's the halfway house and it turns out the killer isn't Jason. The killer is just a killer who's wearing the hockey mask, It's right? It's not really Jason. It's like a crazed ambulance driver, if I'm not mistaken. No, I believe it's Tommy. No, no. They want you to think it's Tommy the whole movie and it oh. turns out it's not. Okay, okay, okay. But it's not Jason. And then I don't remember what the hell happens in six, but I think Tommy Jarvis is in that one as well. Yeah, no, the Jason series definitely has a season of the witch break. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a really good way to put it. Um, and, and, and then and then seven is seven is the one where uh, once again, there's someone in a sleeping bag and Jason picks it up and hits it against the, the tree until they die. <laughs> I remember that one. Um, I believe and, and we'll get into it in this movie. I think there's a, I personally believe that it, it, the fact that Jason isn't in five and it's some other weird killer actually makes a lot of sense because of how I think this movie 
tried to set something up and did a poor job. Anyway, Greg, what do you remember? So we can just get into this pile of horse. All crap. right. Well, I what I remember about this movie um, is no spoilers. Um, just throwing right, out words. Course. Yes, of course. No, just sounds. They don't sound mean anything. Bits, you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I've told this story before. I'll tell an abbreviated version of it. When I was in high school, uh, I was that nerd who uh, read the school handbook, and I realized through an error that they did not close. No, I just heard this on Thursday. Go back and re-listen to the episode. (laughs) You had a room above your garage with your own pool table because your grandma died. You listen to this. You suck, Greg. I'm, no, I'm, I'm angry again. again. We, I quit the podcast last year because of that damn story. I'm doing it again. <laughs> okay, well, you can quit again then. That's fine. I'm done. Um, I will assemble this with clips <laughs> of you from other uh, podcasts. and that, that, it'll, it'll be like a Wolfman Jack scenario. I'm muting you. No one can hear that's, you. <laughs> great. Anyway, <laughs> I read the school handbook. I found out that I had so many credits, I only had to take the required four level, four, fourth level year classes that you had to take like English and things like that so I had tons of free time on my hands and I got out of school at like 11 a.m my senior year so I went to uh this video store that had deals where like a like two dollars would get you like two movies and I went through all the Friday the 13th all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and all everything anything I had missed or had been denied as a kid I like binged so I saw all of these in the span of like a week which I almost feel now that we're on four and two, three, and four are consecutive days. Right. Almost so, would have worked. Oh, yeah, actually, when you put it that way, it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, also every year, like a, like a Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision would routinely play not every Friday the 13th, but like as many of them as they could fit in within the day when they got to like 20 of these movies. Um, and I would, I remember watching that when I was a kid and stuff. And so, uh, what do I remember about this? I remember Corey Feldman. I remember an incredibly white, probably the whitest dancing scene in cinema history. Yes, it is. Um, whiter than the scene in Creepshow with Ed Harris dancing. And that's impressive. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah Cause that so, was pretty um, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's see. What do I remember? Uh, I also remember... Uh, a guy wandering around trying to avenge his sister. I remember horror masks. I remember Corey Feldman shaving his head. Uh, and I remember uh, Corey Feldman going uh, crazy at the end of the movie. That's 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 the long and short. I oh, and I always remembered that that like weird adult movie scene where Teddy just thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, the stag movies. The stag movies, yeah. Yeah. That's that's about the long and short of it. And, you know, I loved these movies as a kid. I loved this one. I thought it was great. Okay. Um, Yeah, like I said, I really didn't watch it, so I don't have really any feelings one way or another on this one. Um, Yeah, it just, for some reason, it just bypassed me. Um, So... Unless you got anything else, Greg, um, did you want to go into any anything else about how awesome your uh, your high school life was? I mean, uh, your, your father oh, no, bought no, you no, drugs, no, no, no. or your your mother was very much behind you on uh, driving, um, you know, fast in the in the slow lanes. Anything like that? Uh, look, 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 look! I had a real cool setup when I went home. Mm-hmm. I had nothing else going for me. Didn't you? This, this was as 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 you and I would say, Paul. This is a real min max scenario, <laughs> okay. where I maximized everything at home, and it was rad as hell. And everything else in 
trust me you want to know who 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 i most resembled in high school was crispin glover in this movie who just <laughs> yeah. was like a sad I... sack hated like like was constantly like bitching and moaning would let his dumb stupid friend with one phrase get into his head so deep he couldn't function during the weekend like it, it, you know constantly being like uh, I need to talk to you right now. Like, oh, yeah, no, there was a lot of uncomfortable cringe moments where I was like, I think this movie might have been like based on my life somehow, but I don't understand exactly how. Uh, no, I I was going to ask, were you more of a Ted or a, or a uh, Crispin Glover when you were a kid? And, and for me, I, were, I, oh, I was yeah, yeah. definitely a Crispin Glover. Um, and my best friend was Paul, uh, who got all yeah. the girls. And um, basically, you know, I just waited for for one of them to fall off the truck when he drove away with the other three. Right. Of course. Yeah. 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 You you he's the grenade. You're hoping for the shrapnel. I know <laughs> yeah. exactly how that scenario is. Yeah. Uh, I never had the grenade in my group. We were all Crispin Glovers. <laughs> None of us stood a chance. There would have had to have been a plague that killed every other person off or every other male off but us. And even then, I feel like it would have been a real boy and his dog scenario sure. where we would have just been hooked up to a machine and they would have like impregnated themselves in a lab somewhere else. So they'd have as little contact with us as possible. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, like I said, it was, uh, yeah. You know what? I don't have a thought. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just get right into. I'm going to cut that. So it sounds like you said something awesome and I'm going to go. <laughs> exactly. Greg, that was my life as well. Let's get to the Friday the 13th part four. Don't the final dare, chapter. Don't you dare cut my boy and his dog reference. I'm going to, yes. 70, Fallout 76 is coming out. We need as many post-apocalyptic references as we can to get the clicks. Fine, fine. Welcome back to This Was Fallout 76. Yeah, it's coming. Anyway, should we talk about what we're actually here for? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Enough Enough about how, how much we love our... Our video game systems. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, came out in 1984, important to note. Yep. Um, uh, because it has a Crispin Glover, um, which kind of weirds me out. I always forget he is in this movie. I was watching the credits, and I'm like, okay, Corey Feldman, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Chris? No, that's not the right Crispin Glover, is it? And then he appeared on screen, and I was like, that's the real Crispin Glover. I would love to know why he was in this movie and, and Crispin Glover is the kind of guy like he tends to just be like I want to be in a horror movie and he'll do it like he's he's always been kind of really weird with his choices but well I think it's just like I mean Kevin Bacon Corey Feldman I mean there's been one of these kind of pseudo big stars in every one of these movies so far both Freddy and Jason so I'm going to guess this was probably like one of his first acting gigs. They said, we're going to pay you five grand to come and film for, you know, a month. And he didn't, he wasn't going to make that anywhere else. So he took the job. I'm, I'm, I'm looking the first two movies he did were 1984. And this was one of them. Yeah. So this is his first. And, yeah. This is one which, of the first which is, ones. Which is hilarious because when you look at it, it's like next year he was doing Back to the Future and the year after that he was doing River's Edge. And you immediately, <laughs> like, and not even that. And then two Wild minutes, at Heart in 1990. So, uh, yeah. Two minutes on the screen and he is exactly Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah. Not even is. like a little bit. Like he acts, looks, he's got the head twitch and the eyes and the and it's it's everything Crispin Glover becomes throughout the rest of his career. 
and it's like wow like it's just very clearly it's him and yet we'll get to the end of the movie as he acts through it you kind of see why of all the people in this movie he kind of ended up stepping it up a bit um compared to the rest so um but yeah it, it it so it starts off with just like I almost feel like we're redoing Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, it starts off with another montage opening going through everything. And I had to ask you, Greg, were, were movie audiences just so stupid in the 80s they couldn't remember what happened last year? Yeah, it's kind of weird. And and I guess I guess there was just a real fear that people would go, Oh, if we don't give them the setup, they're not going to understand. And and I I guess, you know, Paul, it is important to point out that, you know, 84, you're just at the point where video stores are opening up. Whereas before, like, if you missed Friday the 13th, guess what? You never saw it. Well, <laughs> it, I, it was over. Well, unless you, like, bought the Bantam book, <laughs> you know, the novelization, and you decided to read it. Like, that was it. You um, Unless it was a big enough hit that they'd bring it, but you had a theater that would bring movies back. You just didn't, you didn't check them out. Well, I just recall, you know, other particular movie series that didn't do flashbacks, like, oh, I don't know, Star Wars. Like, I mean, Indiana Jones by this point had two movies out. And, I mean, all the James Bonds, all... I, you know, I none guess of that's true. It. It's the, and I don't even know if Freddie does it, but it's very like a specific. No, actually, thing you're to right. Freddie, Freddie doesn't. Freddie's just like, here's a movie. Yeah. You, you know what's going so, on. You know, the first time it was like, oh, okay, I get it. Especially because Friday the 13th, the original one, the next one, they were supposed to be anthologies, and the next one was not supposed to follow their previous story. Yeah. They follow the previous story. I get it. Three, I, I guess we needed a little. This one. It doesn't even show you anything. It doesn't tell you anything other than there's a guy that killed people. That's it. And well, it's just I, I, I will say the guy that I love is the ambulance driver because they're they're at the barn where everyone was dead from from the third film. And yeah. Every they're loading up the corpses and the ambulance driver goes, "They're already dead." An <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> emergency. <laughs> like, like, I was well, like, that's. Amazing to me, employee of the year. Uh, well, well, Greg, he was driving an odds truck, so that's, yeah. Well, there you go. Because that's how you get around having to pay dodge. <laughs> yeah, pay dodge. You just scratch that <laughs> D right off. Get that D off, and now you're driving an odge. Um, yeah. yeah, and they pull up, and uh, and so they they pack them on, and it's kind of trying to be suspenseful and dramatic. And all I took from it is Jason needs a manicure. Um, we, yep, we, so they, they, they load up the body, they bring him to the morgue, we have the classic uh, morgue scene where, um, you, do you remember being a kid in the 80s and turning on TV and seeing um, on, on regular uh, broadcast TV something that clearly is softcore pornography but was disguised as I'm going to get some kind of aerobics video? Um, I, when I saw that, I immediately thought this has got to be like a jazzercise infomercial or something like that. Um, it's clearly not. I, it, it's clearly a secret channel that this guy finds. Who, by the way, uh, if you, <laughs> you recognize him. You think this guy's freaking? <laughs> Look, that's, he's got some kind of weird antenna to dial into the. Well, this is 84. We would have had black oh. boxes by now. Video. Um, so you're saying this is this is a uh, we're in the Videodrome universe now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Cable would have been out by now. Okay. Um, and black box 
black boxes were very popular in the 80s to, to steal cable. So I have heard, not that I ever had one in my home, not that we have a, ever had to cross a state line to pick up a part that was clearly only for one thing and then drive slowly past a police officer who knew what we were doing and then go a secondary route so he couldn't follow us. That's never happened in my life, but happened. someone out there has experienced that. <laughs> right. And what I'd like to remind you as a podcast lawyer that if in this hypothetical alternate universe yes. where you may have uh, done something like this, in this alternate universe, mm -hmm. um, it is not illegal to buy, sell, or own one. It was only illegal to use it. Yes, yes. Which wow. is how they got around selling them to people. There was no law that said you couldn't buy them or own them. It was only illegal to have one hooked up and working while someone caught you doing it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the original Pirate Bay was a, a little black box that you screwed in your cable to and uh, and you stole free HBO. Um, yep, it would descramble the signal. And what people got really nervous about was if you got caught and they figured out how long you had it, you had to pay for everything you stole, which means every pay-per-view that you stole, you would pay for. So if you had the box for like a year, that's like a year's worth of every pay-per-view event and movie. <laughs> like it's a it's a ludicrous amount of money. I think it was way worse because it was would have fallen. Under oh, the there FCC. were fines. Yeah, 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 there were like ten thousand dollar fines on top of that. But I'm saying like, not only was that like they would get you because when Paul, this is for our younger listeners, pay-per-view used to work not. Oh, I want a movie. Click now. I'm watching it. It used to be this movie will play at 9, 11, 1, 3, 5. And it would just play on one channel over and over again. And you had to call a, no a phone number to watch it. No, you're at you're the correct time. You're remembering early 2000s in the night in the 80s and 90s. Pay-per-view were for events. Like well, okay, WrestleMania that's, actually, that's, or boxing. That's true. That's true. They, I am, they didn't I'm, even I'm, have, I am talking more. You had to wait till it came on regular TV, or if you were if you had HBO. No, I, I I I know for a fact, pay per view was for movies in the mid '90s because I remember at my aunt's house we rented Willow on. Paper. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I absolutely have memories. But of this that. is an because 80s I podcast, knew. So. I remember I went over to my grandmother's house one time and I walked her through how to order a movie for me on pay per view because it was you had to call a specific number and then you yep. had to punch in another number and you had like and then you'd hear like a tone and you'd hang up and then the channel would suddenly descramble itself and you'd be able to watch the movie. Yeah. Yep. That is true. All more oh, interesting than this movie. Those were the days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, back to something less exciting than ancient technology. So now, uh, now I have watching this morgue scene. I have a theory and Greg, I wanted to ask you as we know, and I, and I actually have it kind of counters my overall theory of this movie when we get to the end, but, Knowing that Jason will eventually continue on living as an undead creature. Right. The theories have always gone, what what is he? Is he a demon? Is he a trapped soul? Is he risen from the grave by psychic energy or a voodoo doctor? No, I posit that Jason Voorhees is powered by horniness. Hmm. To which, when the guy has his arm over the girl and flips the channel to the sexy channel, Jason's arms move. When he, 
she that leaves. Would explain why he's always around teenagers who are horny and having sex, and he, and he rarely, if ever, kills somebody who has not had sex. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You're telling me. 100%. There is a series of films. Yes. In which a male. Yeah. Is so angry that Don't other like where people this is going. are having sex and he's not. That he is going on cinematically one of the longest killing sprees of all time. Yes. I, what you're saying is. Jason is an original incel. Original incel. Is Jason, Jason Voorhees. Voorhees. I didn't know if I was going to like where you were going with it, but I kind of do. And now I'm on board. Jason Voorhees is the original incel. The original. He should be on their flag. <laughs> Just the mask. <laughs> no, no, not the mask. I want the like disfigured. Oh, the disfigured like, one? Up. Yes. Which, by the way, No. Oh my God, Greg, the mask is his internet identity. It's what he covers in his true self. How deep does this go, Paul? Because I feel like we've cracked a level of a matrix here and we're on to something big. <laughs> hold I feel on. like this hold thread is, is unraveling a lot. Uh, Greg, can you hold on? Someone's at the door. There's a black van outside. Um, I'm just going to be back real quick and check it out. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I'll hold, I'll hold tight. Is that, wait. Is that your gate buzzing? <laughs> They're uh, coming for us. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. My entire credit just dropped, just died. Is that a helicopter right here? What, what is that? Jason is the original incel. Um, thank you for taking wow. my theory, putting it, putting that cherry on top. Uh, yes, Jason is powered magically by horniness. When sex is around, he's because his, his biggest kills always, always come with people who have had actual intercourse in right. the movie. The ones right. who haven't, it's always kind of like, eh, stab you with the stick because you got in the way. But man, he really loves crushing the skull of that guy who just got off. Right. That's true. That's true. You know? Uh, let's speed this through because uh, here we go. He kills everyone. A group of, At a, the a end. Group of, <laughs> a group of teenagers, including Crispin Glover, are heading to a cabin in the woods for a weekend party. And uh, meanwhile, next door. Wh wh which, by the way. The Jarvis. Fo uh, following movie, uh, cinematic timing. If part two is on Friday the thirteenth, part three is Saturday the fourteenth. This takes place on Sunday the fifteenth. That's a poor time to start a weekend party yeah, because it's actually, Monday when they when it kicks up. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, whatever their reasons are, <laughs> um, uh, that that that's that's the setup. We've got we've got yeah. the Jarvises next door, which are mother. Uh, daughter Trish and Tommy and her, Gordon the dog and Gordon the dog because that mom loves to uh, shout that oh oh yeah take a shot every time they say, they scream the name Gordon you're gonna be drunk real fast so anyway what do the teenagers do well immediately their plan is to say you know what this movie doesn't have enough of boobs because we get a skinny dipping scene with a ludicrous amount of nudity in it so i i want to take a quick step back because in friday the 13th part three there was a character that i latched on to that i genuinely liked and adored and that oh, yeah, was yeah. uh I, and that was shelly i who remember was awesome no shelly got up. everything coming to him <laughs> now Stupid now in this movie they have ted ted is everything shelly is not because, including alive because no, actually, that doesn't make sense they're actually both they're dead. both dead anyway, what, yeah. uh because shelly was an endearing character who was trying his best and just couldn't 
figure out the white the right way to make it work. Ted is a slovenly creature who should have been dead in the first five seconds by a decapitation by hitting a tree. Uh, you're not going to get an argument from me. One of the main things I think that this film suffers from is that they, one, two, and three, they all tried to make some of the characters have, like, a personality instead of, like, these broad strokes. And some sympathy for them as well. Teenagers. Yes. And in this one, they don't even do a very good job with, like, Tommy, who's... And, and I would say, tell me who the protagonist of this film is, because I don't think you can. No, it jumps. It keeps jumping. No, it, 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 the, the writing in this movie is excruciatingly bad. Um, it doesn't make sense, and that's why... So, like you were saying, there's a skinny-dipping scene where just everybody's nude, everybody's just jumping around. There's twins that end up in the screen. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The, the, yeah, twins. Everybody loved twins in the 80s. It was like a big thing. Well, it was the Double Mint commercial. Really got everybody going. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, oh, one thing, one thing we did forget is that earlier, um, uh, Tommy, Jarvis, uh, Corey Feldman, doing some very excitable peeping. Oh, I did right. Our, because this is our um, first real honest-to-goodness peeping in a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. And now I, I, I will say uh, I live tweeted this movie while I was watching it. Oh, I wish and I've got that. I've got some choice comments. Um, uh, basically, a la Smash Brothers, I just put and Feldman joins the battle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's officially on the squad because not only does he do it, uh, he, he, he's peeping again at the skinny dipping scene like like. Two minutes later. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, oh, this kid's got the drive. He's, he's got the tenacity. He's going places. I'd put him number one if he would have gone over and, like, lifted the shade after his mom came in and closed it. I would have said, well, yeah. I mean, he's batting cleanup. I mean, this guy's big poppy uh, uh, of our of our peeping baseball team. Um, but, you know, he, he doesn't go that far. However, he is an excitable boy with just the oh, prospect of a nude back. Um, now, now I, I, I will say, while this does not excuse his behavior, in 1984, it was very difficult for a child um, to see a naked woman. Uh, nowadays, I assume every 12-year-old via the internet has seen anything they want to see. But when you and I were kids, I mean, it was either, oh, I hope there's nudity in this movie, or, well, that's it. Well, <laughs> like, and, and I mean... Now, that, now, he's still a gross, disgusting kid who needs to have somebody knock some sense into him, but I'm just saying, I can kind of understand it a little bit. No, you know what? So, and, and I know you and I counter a little bit on this, and we're not going to make it a big debate, but I think a, a, a big difference, too, is, is the mentality of the 70s and 80s and early 90s oh to definitely now. to definitely. say that he, i i hate going back and saying because he was peeping he was a disgusting person he's not for that time that's what he grew up with that's what was acceptable that's what no, no, you and i would have done you're you're absolutely right in the, what what that scene is supposed to do and what it did do in the 80s was Oh, look at this kid. Isn't that great? Don't you wish this happened to you when you were 12 and you there's like a whole bunch of hot chicks next door? Like, yeah, that was yeah, exactly. And trust me, that came off to the majority of people is like, oh, yeah, OK, I, I see what's going the, on. The, yes, the one I would go back to being the the creep level for me is actually one of our first ones is Rudy in Monster, Monster Squad. Squad because he's we're, taking we're photographs, taking pictures. Yeah, I mean, oh, by the way, uh, 
Was that Corey Feldman as well? No, no he wasn't in Monster Squad. Um, would have been great if he did. Um, no, that was uh Jason Hervey. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Um, no, but so Rudy, the fact that he takes photographs, even that was a little bit. I don't know if I would have done that as a kid, but in this particular case where he's young, I think it's just it's the time. So, um, just to defend poor little poor little Jarvis there, um, Tommy. But anyway, moving along. There's a whole, this is where, actually, that's before the skinny dipping scene. Now we get to the skinny dipping scheme. Now we get to the skinny dipping scene. Um, and now, I mean. This is going to be very hard to explain, and it's going to feel like we're bypassing a lot of things. But honestly, honestly. There's not a lot going on. If you haven't seen this movie, <clears throat> this is the setup. And it, now it is literally just you're waiting until all these kids get uh, have sex and get killed and maybe there's more nudity. And that's basically all that's happening. There is a subplot that's barely there where uh, someone shows up and it turns out it's the brother of the girl from the second movie and he's trying to hunt down Jason. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. because So I'll tell you what, let, let's do this. Let's get to the party because that's, that's okay. a ton of fun. Uh, then we'll get to the brother and then we can close this whole bad boy. Be done. Be done in 15 minutes. Get back to Spider-Man. All right. All right. Let's okay. So the party. I got, uh, yeah, I got some taskmaster missions. I got to finish up. Crispin Glover. Holy jeez, That dancing. That um, dance is not. And, and, and I want everyone to remember, we've seen some very white dancing. Ooh, Can't yeah. buy me love. Yep. Uh, creep show. Yep. Yep. This Footloose one actually had some pretty good dancing in it. I don't really. And, and yet, as I'm watching it, Greg, I said to myself, that's how Crispin Glover dances. I have. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I do not think he was. Yeah, I, I think they were like, just do, just do, do what you do. And no. he's like, I'm going to bust out my moves. I think it was like, OK, Crispin. Now, it, now, in this scene, we're going to uh, we're going to need you to do some dancing. OK, so if you could just um, you know what, let's let's keep it organic. So we're just going to start rolling when I say uh, go. Just get some moves on the screen, okay? And let's just see how it goes. And uh, three, two, one, and go. And he uh, he starts shucking and jiving and doing his thing and waves and 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 what then. What do you think? What do you think that dance was called, Paul? Uh, the Crispin Glover. <laughs> I think it was called uh, a war crime. Well, because I think what happens is he does that, and the director goes, "Cut, cut, 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 Crispin. We wanted dancing. Um, do you, are you familiar with with dancing? Are you familiar with?" With the process. I wish I could pull a Crispin Glover impression. Uh, I don't. I can't do one because, man, I would love to. <laughs> I don't care. Do it anyway. What's <laughs> how does how does how does he sound? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we didn't do it in, in Back to the Future either. He's no, so we weird. didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Anyway, director, long skit. Director tells him multiple times to stop and try yeah. dancing. He can't. Instead, he dances like Crispin Glover. Director gives up. That's the skit that we were going to do organically. That's, that's, yep, I'm sorry. That's, no, that is on me. That is, I dropped the ball so hard. That's 100%. No, no, no. Your, my your honesty makes up for the lack of effort. <laughs> okay, good. All right. I'm going to do a classic. Let's plow through like 45 minutes of this movie. Here we go. Okay. So <clears throat> the teens are doing their thing with the twins. They're dancing. They're, 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 they're having fun. They're making out on the stairs. Cause that's where you make out on the sitting down on some stairs, not For in an sure. adjacent room For alone. Sure. So anyway, uh, there's some jealousy that's going on. People are leaving and one of the women goes out and she goes, Oh, my, my boyfriend, he's, he's making out with one of the twins. I'm out of here. 
There's a raft for some reason. In the I said of the, the lake. same thing, which makes me think that Jason put it out there with the hopes that so- because he's under there, right? He has so to be under the water. The whole day he was just blowing yes. that up with his lungs. <laughs> yes. And he put it out there with the hope that jealousy would ensue when the twins came into the picture and that someone would go out to that raft because otherwise the rest of this movie is them all getting along in a party and Jason just under the water like well you know this this brings an interesting point is that does he breathe he does because when they go to close the freezer you see cold breath okay okay so I was gonna go if he didn't I want to know which how actually he, he leads to up. my theory at the end uh, of, of how this all played out but uh, my thing is is that Jason was waiting the entire time oh if he breathes he has like a little read. Uh, yeah, 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 like 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 an old samurai. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, like, Robin like Hood. Robin with the Hood. Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like Robin Hood. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, All right. Geez. Anyway, the girl goes into the raft. Of course, she gets stabbed yep. immediately with the ho- most Paul, worst murder face I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Paul is like, oh, you know what? I have a girlfriend, and I just realized making out with another woman, that's poor form. I better go check on my girlfriend. And I'm really upset. I'll tell you why Paul gets murdered. It's not for cheating on his girlfriend. It's his failure to commit to either dr- going into swim trunks or skinny dipping. He he meets in the middle and leaves his boxers on. And that, my friend, is a recipe for death because it shows a lack of commitment and you're going to have problems for the rest of your life. Jason thankfully puts him out of his misery, kills him with my favorite death in the whole movie, a spear gun to the groin. It's fantastic. Jason loves his spear gun. That's what I wrote. Yeah. He can't get enough of them. Uh, Do you think he went back and like found it from the third movie? I absolutely believe found it from the third movie. That was a day ago. He knows right where he left it. I guess that's true. (laughs) Oh yeah. Drop this. uh, Drop this under the dock. I'll just go get it. Oh, uh, we sh- at the very beginning, there's a hitchhiking girl. Um, the only thing that's funny about her is uh, I, I did want to actually talk about that. I believe she has a sign for every occasion. Doesn't matter. Jason kills her. Um, <laughs> and, then and, he- and by killing her, kills that banana that she squeezes <laughs> yes, really tight and it falls onto the ground. But after that, he's not around for the rest of the day. That's because he went back and got his equipment. Yeah. You know? Right. He had, he had to do his setup. Because also, by the way, I also, back at the morgue, why, why did they leave the hockey mask on? Like, well, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I feel like Jason, uh, like, he comes back to life, and it's like when you and I, you or I, um, are in, like, say, Dark Souls, and you get killed, and you're like, all right, I gotta go back to where I was. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I can pick up all my stuff. Yes. And, you know, so he's he's running, and he's like, okay, if I die again, I'm gonna lose everything. <laughs> so he's just, he's just taking out anyone who might pose a threat. Um, and I think <laughs> when he saw that woman with the banana, he was worried, like, oh, she drops that peel. I slip, I, I fall. I could slip on the banana. Yep. It's a whole mess. So he's like, I got to take her out. I can't take any, you know, can't take any chances. He, and he gets all his stuff back. So he has all his inventory back. That's his good. Axes, You're right. His machete, his spear gun. He's got, he's got, he got it all back. So it's, he's, he's, he's good again. Cool. So anyway, uh, let's see. Those two are down. Um, uh, and now, now then we can, uh, we have, now we Kristen can get to the, Glover. we can, um, yes. Yeah, so, well, so Paul, uh, you know, he gives up on the twin. So one of the twins is, She's banging something. I mean, she's just absolutely having sex that night. Um, so she latches on the Crispin Glover, 
Oh, um, one of my one of my tweets. Did you see what he was doing when she went over to him after Paul bailed on him? No, uh, on her. No, he was making animals out of cheese doodles and toothpicks. I'm not making this up. <laughs> Sweet. That's a cri- I, so again, Crispin Glover just Crispin being Glover, Crispin that Glover. That was not in the script. That was <laughs> no, not no. in the script. No, no way. The director said, so just, my... just kind of do something. And he was just like, okay, again. Mm-hmm. I'll just do what I normally do at parties. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I, I tweeted, ladies, how drunk do you have to be to go up to a guy at a party who's making animals out of cheese doodles and toothpicks? With the intention of dancing with him for two seconds and immediately having sex with him. Yeah, again, she pretty much looked at him, looked at Ted, and said, Ted is island. He, he's he, Everybody has died, and he's the last resort. At least Crispin Gobbler looks sensible. I just want to know, was there... Was there some kind of weird clock she had to beat? Was was there like <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my I uncle's mean. will if I don't if I'm not pregnant by uh <laughs> by this time tomorrow, like maybe I'm gonna forfeit that house. That's a sub subplot well, like, that we never got to. What? Yeah. So anyway, anyway, they go upstairs and have sex, so you know they're gonna die. <clears throat> um, Teddy is watching uh, a, a stag film, and um, we both agree he's laughing way too hard at that overweight woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personal choices aside, um, it, it's just poor form, Ted. You're looking at the oh, only no. pair of boobs you're ever going to be near for the foreseeable future. I think it's a Ted doth protest too much, and he's really attracted to that woman, but he doesn't want his friends to know. So he has to, like, laugh extra, extra hard so that everyone knows how not attracted to that he is. Um, I could, I could buy that. Uh, although, I'm, I'm although, telling you, I will say, hundred percent. I will say, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. He, he's a bit of a, he's just a terrible, terrible. Like I said, Shelley was being fun. At least you can at least admit, Shelley, while creepy for you, was at least trying to be I will, himself. I will not argue that Shelley next to Ted is a no contest. Shelley every time. <laughs> okay, good. No con. I'll take that. It's the okay. best I'm going to get. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, Crispin Glover goes down to try to find a corkscrew, which is then, of course, jammed into yeah, his hand yeah, while yeah. he gets it's a meat cleaver to the face. Bad. Uh, yeah. Soon after that, um, we don't have Ted to go through them all. Stabbed okay. through a movie screen. Uh, two people are killed in the shower. Yeah. Uh, what happens to the other twin? Uh, she was stabbed outside when she was about to leave. Okay. Okay. Uh, and now, wait, no, wait, wait. What about the what about the twin with Crispin Glover? How does she die? She goes downstairs and gets killed somehow. I forget she exactly. She just gets stabbed. Or something. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it shows whatever. How, how much. Pain Which, by anyway. the way, actually, so now we can get to the the brother there of the girl who was killed the previous day. Okay. Right. Which again, the previous day. This isn't a week later. He's packed up all of his stuff. He just found out the previous morning his sister is dead. He's fully packed and in those woods, ready to go. Yeah, the, the the timing is a bit odd. But the the two points I have with the brother are this. Number one, at some point he sees Jason around his campsite. And Jason destroys his gun. Now, we know Jason uses melee weapons almost exclusively, right? Uh, yes, every single yes. time. Um, if you take if you take the spear, gun I was about to say yes, which he usually uses as a melee weapon. Yes, which is interesting. or at least cl- yes. very close range 
projectile. But anyway, I said mostly. He breaks the gun. So my theory has to be that Jason is actually very much on the side of those who want to take away guns from people. Um, because he is proving the point you can, in fact, do more damage with a melee weapon. I like I like the uh, what's that what's that meme we always see uh, the sword is a child of 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 many millennia <laughs> you know the one I'm talking no, about no no pretend I'm in the EU what does that mean <laughs> oh <laughs> to those of you in the EU free the memes oh I'm yeah I'm sorry yeah yeah it's uh it's like a it's like a, some weeaboo and he's got like a sword and he's like he's like you 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 oh, god damn it I'm gonna look this up so I can get this right. It's a, I believe it's a, it's a copy pasta thing is, is what I'm pretty sure. One of those shit that didn't happen stories. That's like, oh, so yeah, far yeah, outside yeah, the realm yeah. of reality, uh, what is but it? there's a quote that everyone loves. Oh, here it is. So basically the setup is this nerd is being like, uh, like a gang shows up or something. And this nerd has like a sword and they all have guns. And it's, uh, so here's the quote, go ahead, I say, the gun is only 400 years old, while the sword is the child of many millennia. Do you fancy the odds? Well, those gangbangers, they dropped those weapons and ran. <laughs> so, there you go. so, I believe it's what, uh, it, it's a uh, Reddit, uh, slash, yeah, that happened or so that happened. Oh, Isn't that what that it is? Sounds amazing. I do. I, I'm a something awful guy, and they literally just have threads that are called shit that didn't happen, and it's all those stories. So, uh, uh, actually, if you watch, um, what's his face, John Oliver, he did a couple of those, and so yeah, it's basically you know I stood up and I said this is my story, and you won't be like that anymore, and that's oh, yeah. when and everybody clapped. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So anyway, my yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do a podcast just about those stories, but uh, that's that's not going to happen. No. So, um, <laughs> so where, anyway. Where are we? The brother is looking for Jason. So, okay, so he now, can't find him. So the sister of of Tommy, Corey Feldman, finds the brother because they had made a connection early in the film. He starts explaining did, did to you her. Notice, did you notice that they were driving down the road? The car broke down. Yeah. When they, when they first meet him. They have no idea who he is. He helped start the car. And he's just like, hey, do you want to ride? And they go, hey, do you want to ride? He's a random guy they met right. in the woods with a gun strapped to his back. I know. Let's bring him into the car with my 10-year-old little brother. And not even that. He opens up by saying, looking weirdly into the woods. So uh, are there yeah. any hey, houses with any, uh, teenagers around? You seen <laughs> any just, kids out just, having fun? It just comes across like, th this guy is a murderer. And which, by the way, brings me back to my original Jason is a hero when he kills the bikers. I thought <laughs> this guy's a killer as well, and Jason's going to take him out for us, but he's not. He's a good guy. But what, what gets to me is when he's explaining to the sister about how her, he's there to track down the killer because his sister died, right? Again, these are consecutive days. They never tell you it's like a weekend or a week later. His Paul, sister died yesterday. No, the day you before. Gotta, you gotta hop on that rage because it fades eventually. You gotta just, uh, just that's what you so do. Weird. So he everyone gets out grieves there. in their own way, Paul, in their own time. Well, actually, my my argument is against the sister. He starts explaining that he's alive. And he goes she goes, No, 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 he died. They, they brought him to the morgue. He goes, Look at this. The body disappeared. And two of the other people did. And she goes, Well, couldn't that just be a coincidence? And he goes, no, Jason's alive. And she just goes, Tommy's by himself. And I'm like, you bought that? Holy God, how easy are you? 
And all I can say is how cheated are we that we didn't get to see the scene where Jason had to hide those bodies of the murdered morgue uh, (laughs) employees? Because, man, would that have been comedy. He's getting a mop and he's mopping up the blood and he's like... Where, what did he do? Throw him in a dumpster? Did he like put right, him in a van? They disappeared. Can he drive? Like I want to know everything. I, I pictured Jason on. I pictured Jason in that little storage closet cleaning up the blood. Here's a sound outside. It's just his head snap around. What was that? Anybody, is anybody he's there? like he's like taking their punch cards and like punching them out so it looks like they left early. Like I want the whole thing. Hold on, hold on. This Jason. Because he's got the hockey mask and the clothes. Does Jason wear a lab coat, a scrub yes. hat, and yes. a mask when he goes out? It's just the plastic guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is 100% how he sneaks out without anyone seeing him. That is 100% what happens. And I bet you even somebody Dr. goes like, oh, uh, good morning, doctor. And he just like nods his head and walks away. <laughs> oh, you still got that cough, I see. Oh. <laughs> Yes. We down for poker? His thumbs up. All right. <laughs> Off he goes. <laughs> Dr. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, it, it, at this point, he, the mom he just murders everybody. Yeah, everyone's murdered at this point. I mean, the mom goes outside looking for the dog. The mom, I'm assuming, gets murdered, but we don't actually see it. it we don't see it happen, but it's the classic. She turns around, looks at the camera. And, and they goes, never see oh! her again either, and right? They don't the find her body, right? Right, right. So we don't know, but but she doesn't show up at the end when they're in the hospital. So I think it's safe to assume it is. she's I missing, want, and I, presumed And I dead. almost wonder if the producers made a conscious choice. Like, we just killed a mother. Let's not bring that trauma on these kids as well. Or they had it in there, and the audience just didn't react well to it because... So they cut it. Yeah, so they cut it. Because at some point, you have to assume at some point they found her body. Or maybe that mom went over, saw a bunch of murdered kids, and was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me (laughs) to take that trip to Paris and never come back. Their dad is left. They keep hoping mom and dad get back together. She's been plotting a way out to leave the kids. Sees that... um, that one of the twins against the wall and goes, <gasps> wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Now's my time. She gives the goonie she, speech to herself. No, no. She runs this is in. mom's time. No, mom's no. time. She runs in. She dials his phone number in Wisconsin and goes, Tom, I'm coming. I'll be there in two days. <laughs> Click. <laughs> no, no, no. She totally has a code phrase. <laughs> is that what like, it is? Par five. <laughs> and just hangs up. It's go time. The hen is out of the house. The hen <laughs> is out of the house. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so oh, the mom man. is alive and well. That's yeah, what we're she's saying. Fine. Her, her, and her, and someone, uh, the, 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 some mystery man. They're living it up in Palm Springs yeah. somewhere. I don't. So know. anyway, so Jason goes through murders all the family, and then we have what is just, I mean, an excruciatingly long chase scene with. The sister, um, whatever, Gideon or Giselle, whatever, um, Gibson, I don't know her name. I kept getting- Jar- Jar- Tommy Jarvis's sister? Yeah. Her name's Trish. Okay, I kept convert. I swear to God, at one point, the mother kept screaming Gordon. I'm like, because I didn't <laughs> write it down, I go, is the sister's name Gordon? Did I miss something? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> but no, okay, so it's Trish. So Jason is tracing Trish and Tommy all over the house. A whole bunch of stupid stuff happens. And then, unless there's anything you want to talk about, we get to the end, 
and Tommy, who I guess is a makeup artist, I can't make a, a $15 spider mask. This kid's got full-on plastic injection molded right. figures in his bedroom. Where, He's, where, where's the where's the printer? Where, all all I so, can say is like, I'm convinced at this point they just said, okay, guys, we did Jason. We did we did Friday the 13th, one, two, three. For four, I really wanna I really wanna do something new. And Tom Savini just said, why don't you just like make me as a kid? And and they were like, uh, anybody have any better ideas? All right, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, kid Savini. It's just gonna be this movie. Awesome. And that's what they did. And when I was a kid, I also had a uh, um, full access to a plastic injection molding system. And <laughs> yes, and, and uh, I murdered a man who broke into our house. <laughs> so Tommy does this weird makeup haircut thing. He makes himself look like Jason, and I would love. I- I would love to know what Jason was thinking. He's about to murder the sister. He turns around and the kid is shouting, Jason, it's me. And Jason turns around and goes, what does he say? Hey, oh, is that me? Or is that you? Yeah, why, who who why are does, you? Why am I why fascinated? Does, how does Jason, one, like know what his reflection is? Does he spend a lot of time looking at mirrors or old photos of himself? Uh, water. He spends a lot of time around a lake. I can't. I guess I don't know, but somehow it like it like like freaks him out. He's like, "Oh, I can't handle it." Well, he's kind of like almost fascinated by it at first, and then yeah, it's so weird. And then the sister tries to wait. Do you think Jason freaked out because all of a sudden he was like, "Oh no, oh that kid looks just like me." Oh, that's a lot of back child support. <laughs> do you think do you think that's what it is? Where he was like, "No, no, 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 no," because he's never left Crystal Lake, so it stands to follow that if he's had sex with anyone. It's it's at Crystal Lake. No, I assume that Jason looks at it and goes, "Is that my twin? <laughs> Is that me? I don't know. It's another incel <laughs> at long last." I do like the the idea that that Jason had a child with another person, but that uh, it's just yeah, it, 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 it that clearly is a joke, everybody, because yeah. it, it ruins the incel theory. So. It does. Um, that's what I was getting at, of course. Yeah, not that it's right. implausible that he had sex with any particular fertile female of the human species, but that it would break the joke we made about 25 minutes. Good. Right. Yeah. I'm going to cut all that. So it sounds smarter when you just say, instead of me sounding like I'm babbling on anyway. So the sister gets up and goes to Instead of you sounding like you'd really rather be playing Spider-Man right now than talking about this Turkey. Yeah. So the sister gets up, grabs the machete, tries to attack him. He turns around and attacks her. He's crushed skulls. How he can't just choke I, this woman and, and and crush her windpipe in half a second. It's so stupid. It's like it's like reverse Superman. Like, you know, Superman is always... He has every power he needs and is just strong enough to win every fight, no matter what it is. Jason is like the opposite. He's always just a little too weak or a little too clumsy to not kill the one person he's not supposed to kill no, in these movies. I got it. The virgin of the movie is jason's kryptonite he loses power and strength when he is near them i like that yep that's exactly what happened it yeah because now they're whining and complaining has no power (laughs) yes on the other person who's like yeah i I haven't i haven't had sex either so why don't you why don't you shut up why don't you take a pill buddy yeah Hey, hey hey buddy guess what we're all just trying to make it in this world you know what i do i go to the club once in a while i have social friends they're not all just in the dark web. I, I relate to people. Someday, I, I'm not rushing it. Someday, I'm going to find my person. 
That's who yeah. I am. And Jason just goes, no, no, must, oh, must, don't. must wear fedora and, and complain. It's everyone else's fault. It can't be, it can't be my, my track record of doing nothing my, and complaining. Milady, no! <laughs> So, and, anyways, uh, so. Um, I I assume that ended in in like a Thanos snapping <laughs> fade away for Jason. Yes. So 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 he can't he can't kill her because she hasn't had sex. So clearly that's a problem. Um, and then Tommy whacks him in the skull and his head slides down. Which, by the way, I will say great, that was actually a great great effect. kill, great kill. Yeah. And then he's dead, and, and um, and Tommy sees the hand twitch. He, like supposedly brains will sometimes send right. random impulses even after death it supposedly happens and he goes to town on uh, on Jason's skull yep again because we have to end in a hospital scene oh yeah they have to they're contractually right. obligated at this point uh open up with a montage of the previous movie hospital scene at the end book end it all we see that the brother comes in and then he gives this weird look at the camera no super rad uh Jason style disco song i'm gonna play it again at the end no. of this one yeah please do because the music in this was no if you can find the song they dance to it sounds like a song trey parker makes when he's making fun of 80s music i'll see if i can find that the song that might be it's tougher, like it's like see it's if I can. so can you hear do, do you know the song i'm talking yeah, about? yeah 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 when that's the one okay. crispin glover starts dancing to yeah oh it's so good yeah um and that's that is Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final. We a, yeah, we have a uh, we have a um, disturbed look from Tommy Jarvis. Uh, freeze frame. The end. Yep. Now, before we do rat or not rat, I have a theory about where I think this movie wanted to go because I believe Part Five doesn't come out for like two years after this. Like they finally take a break. It's the final chapter, and I think this is where the movie was trying to go with this. When Jason takes the axe to the head, and this has been proven with people who have taken large dents to the... I knew a guy who fell off a ladder. He was a perfectly fine, sane guy. Everybody knew him. He worked at, uh, you know, years and years ago at Walmart. Um, He fell. He cracked his skull. They took out a piece of his brain and skull, and you could see the divot. Unfortunately, it made him, you know, it took away a lot of his personality, and, and for the most part, he, he did kind of act like someone with down syndrome and that's kind of what the effect was but he was alive he lived he lived by himself he took care of himself um he was a nice guy just a little kooky um but he was missing a chunk of his brain like that's no right. joke i think the plan was this is the final chapter because they went and they said oh man okay we're finally done with these jason movies he took a axe to the head and like we've said a dozen times a producer went we're not done that one made Sixty thousand, sixty million dollars, and we do you want spent five? The budget was two point six million in eighty four. What do you think the 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 gro the uh, box office return was? I would say fifty million. Thir it was thirty two million. Okay, so again, it made so much money. Right, they turned yeah. around and said, "No, make a fourth one." And everyone in the room went, "We, we put an axe in his head." Yeah, and they were like, "And people yeah. so people have lived through one. worst." So I think the idea was. Jason lived through that trauma. He never really died. That actually would have been neat if if Tommy Jarvis, you know, like grew up to be a crazy serial killer. That'd be kind of fun. 
And and I I think what happened was when they made that next movie, everyone hated it. Yeah. And they were like, uh, okay. So that's why the beginning of six is the one where he has the dream where yeah. J- Jason gets struck by lightning and comes back to life. Yeah. And, and th- crawls now out you're of the in the grave. territory of like cuckoo bananas like sci-fi which which, make any sense. which i mean honestly watching these movies through now kind of sucks that they went that route i mean i get that jason became this larger than life creature now but watching these four films i kind of see where they went with it they were trying to at least tell a story but you could just tell um so just to get into it i know you you can ask me if it makes you feel better but okay paul is this film still rad no it's terrible it's garbage it's it's disgusting and i'm sorry we watched it uh (laughs) no wow (laughs) okay i loved one one Friday the 13th with with mrs Voorhees is a perfect horror film it's great part two some troubles not bad but it ended well three I just kind of like the the mythology happened and I see where it was trying to button up a trilogy and I called it rad. This one was hot garbage and a human garbage can on fire in a dumpster that was thrown into a tire pit. Every bit of it is just terrible. It's rehashed. The, uh, this does have the most nudity on screen. Even oh, if you, far and away the most. Even if you take out the film um, that, that Ted's watching, it, it was just, this was... When we talk about cash grabs, and I know that's what you called part three, this one oh, is. Yeah. I believe the script was four pages. Jason wakes up in a morgue. Jason goes to the camp. We Kids are, have, are nude and have sex. Page four, Jason kills everybody. One line. That's the sentence. Then they filmed it. Uh, it's just, it's all around terrible. It's just, it's a bad movie, and I did not enjoy my time watching it. Greg? Okay, go ahead. Yep, ask me. Was, uh, is... Friday the 13th part four still rad. Oh God, no. Oh no, 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 no. Is it fun? Yes. Is this a fun movie to watch with like maybe your seven year old daughter and, and the two of you made some popcorn and you sat down and you watched it and you just laughed together at how terrible this movie was. Yeah, I am missing Willow. I had a great time watching it, but no, this movie is not good. Um, It does have some really fun kills and, uh, that's about it. It's it is a mess. It is a mess, mess, mess. Um, no. See, no. The only not good. The only kill that I enjoyed was when he uh, he threw the. F- oh, that's how she dies. The twin that has sex with Crispin Glover. He goes to the bedroom and throws her out the wi- window when she hits the car. That was the. Only, oh, that's right. That was the only time I laughed through this whole movie. The rest of it w- was just bad. Yeah, it's 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 not and it's it really is a bummer but it you get to a point after this this is kind of the 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 midpoint where they were still really trying and they were really failing and after after 5 is probably about the lowest point where they're trying and failing 6 on everyone knows exactly what they're getting into and they become like Sharknado where like everyone like the directors clearly understand that they're making these ridiculously dumb movies and are having a lot of fun with them. I, I I almost wonder what five is like. I know season of the witch is a terrible Halloween movie compared to the first one and, and two, but um, I'd be interested and I, maybe I'll watch it on my own. If it ever becomes free on Hulu or Amazon again, I would like to actually just see what changes they made because I, I honestly, Greg, I'd argue this has to be the lowest point because this felt very much like they were just doing it because they were the producers of the company, which is forced 
too. At least if they try to change up and twist it, make you know, especially like the double switch where you think it's Tommy and it's not, and it's not Jason and something different. At least I can almost feel like they tried. They put thought into it. Th- yeah. This one they just didn't. I I I don't know. If I I mean, I I can clearly remember five. Like I said, six. I remember a lot of seven. I remember a lot of eight. I remember a good amount of goes to hell. But what if I were to kind of arrange these? I I think three is the worst one that we've seen for the podcast. Four is slightly better. Really? Then two, and then and then the first Friday the Thirteenth is is the best one. Yeah, three would be better if you just got on that Shelly train. No. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Rewatch it. Too. Think about it. He'll get in. He, he, think about it. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like that itch. You know, at first you're like, ah, oh, that sucks. And then it gets really bad. But then after a while, when it goes away, you're like, man, I miss that itch. <laughs> that could be heroin. Well, I'm not sure. I've never done that. But <laughs> You know, it could be a lot of things, Paul. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we thank Mr. Bibbs and at Terse Tale. And- at Terse Tale, you guys are the best. At Terse Tale uh, has has actually um, has actually volunteered to buy us missing in action. You're a good man, sir. You're a good man. So what 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 he wants to do is he said as soon as any of the other Chuck Norris movies we want to do happen, if they pop up, and missing in action is not one that pops up with it. He will buy missing in action for the podcast so we can do a, a back-to-back, uh, like, like Norris uh, marathon. Yeah, we'll have to get so. together. We'll do it off air. We'll have to get together and see what's left of Chuck Norris films because it's missing in they action. They almost and... all disappeared again. No, well, no think, just what we haven't Octagon seen. Yeah, the Octagon and... is the only one I can think of that we haven't and done. And I think Silent Rage. No, we is, did that. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, I think those are the only ones that are free on Prime anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, so anyway, thank you guys. That's a great offer. Um, for the people that are listening, please email or more importantly, uh, tweet or, or get us on Facebook, uh, message us episodes of, are you afraid of the dark that you want to see? Because we're obviously doing Jason and then we're going to do Freddie. And then, um, hopefully if we can stay on schedule a bit, um, in October, we are going to do our special episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Doing um, Greg's episode, my episode, and at least two or three others from other uh, from the fans are what we're looking That's for. That's right. So, so hit us up with your favorite episode. We'll we'll put them all in a bag, and we'll we'll pick out the ones that people suggest, and uh, we'll do we'll do all all in one episode. It'll be a it'll be a four episode like back to back to back uh, uh, marathon for us. Yes. So. Uh, and that's all I got. How about you, Greg? Uh, that's it. As always, you know, uh, uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, rate and review us on iTunes and, uh, tell your friends. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah. That's, please that's, do that's that. pretty much it. And, um, I guess we'll keep doing these. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I mean, eh, as long as we like doing it, I think that's what's yeah. important. I mean, if other people like us doing it, I certainly hope they do. The fact that we have at least two people that really like us doing this is, is, is good. Like that's, well, that, that goes a long this is, way. This, so. is, I, this is a good, I, I, I'd say there's a good chunk of people, I don't want to use numbers, but I, I suspect that there's a good chunk of people that are really happy when we pop up in their feed because they're subscribing, or they look and go, huh, I'm still subscribed to that, huh? <laughs> One or <laughs> might the as other. Well, might as well listen. <laughs> so... Thank you all that listen. Um, tell everybody you can. And uh, and that's about it. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. Bye-bye. Hey, happy-
How come you turn that off?